Welcome to the Perception Podcast. My name is Olumide. Today we are going to be talking about race or reality, love or hate. What is race? Now let's look at race from this perspective. Most of us, we have different race with different experience, but we are the same. There's no change, there's no difference. The fact that you call yourself white and the fact that I call myself black does not make any difference because if both of us lack oxygen, we both die. So race is a function of what you think. But for me, I think race doesn't matter. We all need oxygen and it's oxygen and it's oxygen that determines our survival. So race, whether you're white, whether you're black, it makes no difference. The fact that we look different does not mean we are not the same. We need oxygen to live. Now, let's look at race. Some people call themselves white and some people call themselves black. What is white and what is black? Now, let's look at the word white as a social construct and also as an ideology. Now, people who are white refer to themselves as Caucasians or Westerners. Now, let's look at it in relation to, to race. If you say you're white, how does being a Caucasian is related to white? What is the relation of white to a Caucasian? Now let's look at a Caucasian. A Caucasian is someone who has blonde hair, blue eyes, sandy hair, black hair, brown hair, and then ginger red hair. Now you're not white. What is the color? There's no relation between white and Caucasian. Now if you bring out white as a color and look at yourself as a race, you see there's a big difference. Now, what you're thinking is not reality, as I've said. Being white in relation to being Caucasian is not making sense. It's the social construct behind the ideology. It's because you're privy. That's why you enjoy that concept. The fact that you're privy as a Westerner, based on the social construct of the system, is what makes you benefit from it. And that's what makes you feel and believe that you're white. You're not white. White is a color. There's difference between a Caucasian and being white. Now, it is a social construct based on an ideology shaped by a, shaped by a privilege which you benefit. That has made you to believe what you believe. It's an imagination. It's a concept. And it's a fiction. It's something you, you, you feel but you can't see. Being a Westerner. The social construct behind the ideology of white supremacy or being white and the benefit of being white has made you to believe that you yourself are white. The easiest way, the easiest way to make you believe that is because even though you, you feel it and you don't see it, you're privy to it because of your race or as the, the social construct behind the ideology or the concept, white and you benefit from it. So you feel you're much more better than other people, but you're not better than nobody. Race and white are not the same color. When you're white, in relation to race, you're two different things. Nobody can tell the color of your skin. I repeat, nobody can tell the color of your skin. It's just what you've come to believe based on the social construct, based on what you've been privy to, or what comes to you as a privilege because of your race, based on the concept and ideology that you're white, and you're able to benefit from it. 
that's why you feel you're westerner that's why you feel you're better that's why you feel you're superior Look, white supremacy, according to Robin D'Angelo, is a social, it's a, it's a political, social, cultural ideology that is being made. That that is a is a, is a social construct ideology or belief that makes people of of the West to believe they are better than other people. But this is not true, and this is not real. As I've said, fiction, as Yuval Noah really said, the fact that is your imagination. And you've come to believe it and accept it and take it for what it is when it is not the truth it can be an information but it's not the truth so what is race i've been talking about race race what i'm trying to say is simple the fact that you you've you enjoy the privilege because of your race and you have been tamed and tacked to be white makes you feel you have an edge over other people that's a lie we're all humans we're all the same Civilization has proved it that the moment our culture, the moment our culture, ideology, our thoughts reign supreme over others, people imbibe it and we become much more better than others. And that's why we are where we are today. Now, I've been talking about race. Now, let's look at white in relation to black. When you say you're white, it's because you are privy to what the system, based on the social construct, have created from you to benefit as being a white, based on the concept that has been created. Despite you, you don't see it, but you feel it, and you know it, and you can tell, because you are privy to the system, which you tend to benefit, makes you to, makes you to see yourself and believe that you're white, but you're not white. Now, let's look at people on the other side of the aisle who are blacks. The unfortunate incident with people on the other side of the aisle is they're blacks. You're not black. The fact that your is black or the fact that your skin is dark does not mean you're black. Black is what you've been made to believe. The fact that you see it, you feel it, and you're not privy to it, and it hurts you, has made you to be someone of color. Yes, you call yourself a man of color. You're a man of color because you are not benefiting from the system you see the privilege you feel it you see it and you don't benefit from it so as a result of that indirectly the social construct based on what it is to be white has made you to come to believe you're not a beneficiary of it and now you begin to term yourself a man of color the fact that you call yourself a man of color have really made you to become much more inferior to those who have tend to call themselves white because they are not white. They can't even tell the color of your skin. They are just a race that is different from you. If you are able to change the way you, if you are able to change, if you are able to change the way you think, belief, your whole life will change. Your whole civilization will change. Where you're from, what you think, what you believe. What you accept, your background is what makes you civilization. So if you feel you're black and you're an African, you're an African, you're not black. The fact that you're black, black is absence of color, black is absence of life. And you know what that means spiritually? That means you're filled with darkness. That means there's no color. It has a lot of implications. That's what I'm trying to talk about. Now, when you say you're black, as a result of not being privy, to what the social construct of what 
being white and being Westerner is that you begin to make a lot of assumption. The system makes you to believe you are not privy to it. You cannot benefit from it. And you begin to think the way you think. That's what I'm talking about. What I've been talking about is on the other, on the other side of the how. When you call yourself black. I'm not black. I'm an African. I've got a tribe. But I don't know if other people call themselves people of color. The system makes you to see it feel it and not benefit from it and that makes you to think you, you, you're on the losing end and that makes you to begin to accept being a man of color you're not, man, you're not a man of color you're, you're not black nobody can tell the color of your skin now if you say you're black it's because that social construct have made you to indirect, indirectly believe what is not for what you think it is and that is what you are holding on to and that's why you call yourself as a man of color because you see the privilege the you see it you don't feel it you don't see it and you don't benefit from it so the social construct of what it is to be a westerner or what it is to be white because they are privy and they benefit makes you to call yourself a man of color and when you call yourself a man of color it makes you more inferior than the white man so if you say you're black you're stupid if you say you're white, you're ignorant. It's because you're privy. That's why you hold on to the ideology, to the concept of whiteness, to the concept of being a Westerner, to the concept of your civilization. The way you think, what you, the way you think, the way you, the way you think, what you think, know, believe, accept, and your environment, how it influences you, is your civilization. Now, we've been talking about race from different perspectives. Now, let's move from race to reality. What is your reality? Let's look at reality from the African perspective. Now, before, during the, before the advent of slavery, there was slavery in Africa. When, you're not, when you become the vanquished, you begin to serve those who are the victors. But during the, between the 14th to the 16th century of the coming of the... Europeans, which they so called the white men, like the Portuguese, between between 15th to the 16th century or 17th century in Africa, they made tribes who they were doing who were who they were engaged in in trade to turn against other ethnic groups, turning them a divide and rule strategy. So those other Africans, as a result of the advent of the slave trade, will wage war against all the fellow African tribes. Those who were the vanquished were those who were, traders at, who were traded as articles to the Europeans. Then from there on, they were now taking, they were now putting ships and moved across the Atlantic to work on plantations of the colonies of the of the European colonies. And that's how we as we as Africans sold our African brothers because the vanquished were the ones who became slaves. As a result of the advent of slavery, we now had slave missions who were selling, who were, who were waging war against other tribes. And those who were the vanquished were those who were sold as slaves to the Europeans. And those who were the vanquished, who were sold as slaves to the Europeans, were now taken on ships as slaves and shipped 
to the plantations or to the new world, which is now known as the United States of America today, to work on plantations. They lost their culture, they lost their identity, and what do you call that? That is the reality. Look, racism is not a white and black thing. Racism is just about a human ideology, human domination. Just like a poet once said, those I fight for I do not hate, and those I kill I do not love, then why are you involved? Such is human nature. Man's injury to man this is what we're talking about, and this is the reality. Let me go back. I'm trying to make a point. So as I was saying before, the Africans who waged war against Africans as a result of the divide and rule strategy by the Europeans, by the rule as a result of the rule as a result of as a result of the divide and rule strategy by the European by the Europeans made the vanquished, those who were defeated, to become as slaves. And as a result, they were traded as articles with Europeans for like beads and mirror. In exchange for European goods, humans, the vanquished, both men and women and kids, were traded as, were traded as articles with the Europeans for beads and other European goods. Now, in exchange, like a better system, and in exchange, the, the Africans were put on slave ships and taken across the Atlantic to walk on, walk on slave plantations. Now, this is from the African perspective. Now, let's look at it from the Roman perspective. From the Roman perspective, the Romans, which civilization lasted for over 500 years, saw others as inferior. The word slaves was gotten from the word Slav as a result of the Romans taking Eastern Europeans then as slaves. Now, that's where the word slave came from. You can check it on Wikipedia if I'm wrong. So, the Romans were more dominant. The Romans were more dominant. They are civilized. They spread their ideology, their concept, their culture, their beliefs across all the empires, all, the, all its conquered kingdoms, all throughout its empire. And those empires became the standard for what civilization is. Uh, if you, if you, if you, I spoke, I spoke about empires and concept. How every empire borrowed from the previous empire to shape their domination of what of what makes them unique from the previous one. They borrowed from the previous one, added to what they've come to know, and grew their civilization. And the soft power spread across. All parts of the world, just like the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans. So that's what I've been talking about. So from the Roman perspective, from the Roman perspective, the Romans felt they were better off than others. Like as Paul said in the Bible, he said, You you he said you paid a lot of money to become a Roman citizen, but I am I am I am born of Rome. I am a natural Roman citizen. I'm a natural born of Rome, unlike you, who paid a lot of money to have Roman citizen Roman citizenship. I'm a born Roman. So, so any way you look at it, I'm talking from the Roman perspective now. The fact that uh, the fact that they were Romans, they felt they were better off than other people. The others, the others, the other empires, other people were under the Roman Empire, they were the vanquished, they were the defeated. This is the reality of humanity. This is the reality of humanity. Now, I've been speaking about the Roman part of it, the Roman from the Roman perspective. 
when Rome was more dominant, 500 years of a civilization, anybody that was not Roman was inferior. And anybody that was conquered became the vanquished. And those vanquished, they were taken as slaves and moved to the various parts of the Roman Empire to work for the Romans as slaves, some as gladiators. This is human domination of man. I'm just making a point. I've used the African perspective to make my point. I'm now using the Roman perspective to make my point. Now let's move to the human perspective to make my point. Now let's look at it. This is very, very, very funny. Let's look at it this way. A Japanese will look down on a Korean and a Chinese. A Chinese will look down on an Indian. And an Indian will look down on an African. And an, Af and an American will look down on both the Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Indian, and African. What? You know, everybody wants a sense of belonging. Everybody, everybody wants a sense of superiority. Everybody wants to be better than all the people. That is human domination. That is human domination. We all want to feel superior over others. The Japanese look down on the Korean Chinese, the Chinese look down on the Indians, and the Indians look down on the Africans, and the Westerners look down on the Japanese, Indian, Chinese, Africans. We all want to feel superior one way or the other. And civilization, when you're taught, when you're taught, your perception and your belief begins to become more dominant in the world. You begin to spread your soft power, that's your civilization. What you think, what you believe, what you know, what is said, what you said that has made you very influential is what creates your, creates your civilization. So that's what I'm talking about. What you've come to know, what you've come to believe, what has shaped your thought is what creates your civilization. The way you think, the way you live, the, what you believe and your background and your society makes your civilization now i've been talking about the humor from the human from the human context i've spoken about from the african context i've been spoken about i've spoken about from the african context i've spoken about from the roman context and and i'm, I'm, all, I'm now speaking from the human context now i've been talking about race or reality love on eight on race and reality i've been talking about the facts and i've been talking about the facts the facts and the fiction of how color is related to race, which is a lie. What you think you know, what you know is what you don't know that you think you know. What you know is what you don't know that you think you know. So I've been talking about race or reality. Race from the perspective of color in relation to race. Now I'm not talking about reality from the African perspective or from the African context, context down to the Roman context down to the human context now the human context is we all want to feel superior to other people those who are looked down upon want to look down look down on others those who have been looked down upon want to still look down on others that's what i'm trying to say is those who feel those who are being looked down upon want to feel superior by looking down on others so we are all having a sense of superiority if I'm inferior to the other if I'm inferior to the Westerner definitely the African will be inferior to me and if the African is inferior to me then the Chinese or Korean will be inferior to me so what I've been talking about we are just looking for ways to dominate ourselves 
Those I fight for, I do not love. Those I kill, I do not hate. Then why are you involved? This is the human context. It's all about man's injury to man, man's domination of man. This is the reality of the world. Let's look at it from the Bible perspective. Now, during the time of the Roman era, as I've said, but this from a biblical perspective, Jews were not to be, Romans were not to be seen with Jews. Why? Jews were deemed to be inferior because they were not as civilized as the Romans. But in reality, the Romans were pagans. They never knew Christ. The Jews knew Christ, but they never knew Christ. But, as, but from, the, from the context of civilization, the Romans saw the Jews as inferior because they felt they knew more and they've conquered most part of the world and their empires and their power is more dominant than other people. So as a result of this, any other person who is not aligned with the civilization is deemed to be inferior and is deemed to be a savage. That's what it is. Now, I've been talking about the reality from the African context, from the human context, from the Roman context, and from the Bible context. Now, let's move to love or hate. There's lack of love in the world. I think the greatest definition of love was what Jesus said in Matthew 24, down to one of those verses. He said, the love of many have waxed cold. Now, what we what we our real we've lost our reality. We are not who we really think we are. We are not our reality. Our, we made a choice and we lost our reality, and that reality has made us to become conscious of what we should not be conscious of. Based on who we're to be, we're not to hate. We're not to be filled with greed, hate, jealousy, envy. All these are what we need not to be conscious of. As I've spoken in our consciousness in my previous podcast, part one and two, that we are naturally unconscious. What we've come to know is not what we should know. Because we, we've, based on choice, we've come to know what we need not to know. And it has come to dominate us. And that's how we have come to shape the world. And as a result of this, the world is no longer a better place. Everything is turning against us. Because what we what we've come to know is not what we need to know it was based on choice that we came to know what we know as a result of that that's why we have problems in the world today that's why there are wars there's hunger there's pestilence there's famine there's greed there's envy there's jealousy there's dominance there's bloodshed this unconsciousness we need not to know that we've come to know and as a result of this love have disappeared hate has manifested the consciousness of what we need not to know that we've come to know it's what has made us to know what we need not to know that we know and that's why we are doing what we know we need not to do that we do this is the essence of hate this is the lack of love what i've been talking about is the lack of love we we were naturally to love we were created to love but based on choice, we decided to know what we need not to know to become the basis of what we know. And what we've come to know is based on what we feel we need to know that we know, that now we've come to know that we know, but we don't know. As I've said, what you know is what you don't know that you know. So what have I been talking about? I've been ta- I'm talking of love or hate. Love is the basis of the world. Anything other than love is what we need not to know we've come to know based on our choice 
and it's what we've given to our imagination that has shaped us making us to believe what is not for what it is that is making us live what we, that is making us live the way we should live other than what we really are or what we originally are or what our reality should be so what i've been talking about is love or hate we've come to know what we need not to know because we lack love and we've generated other emotions other traits which are contradictory to human nature but since we've imbibed and accepted based on what we've come to know believe and accept and think it is and has come to shape our world so what have i been talking about i've been talking about race or reality love or hate race from the perspective of color in relation to our experience our privilege and our society and i've been talking about reality in the context of human domination from the african context from the roman context from the human context from the biblical context and also love or hate based on lack of love that have created other traits we've come to know that have made the world worse than the way it should be or have contradicted the world from the way it originally ought to be based on the reality of love your neighbor as yourself which we have lost because the love of many have waxed cold so that's what i've been talking about race or reality love or hate i hope you're able to learn one or two things from what i've said so far have a lovely day and remain blessed